welcome to the Successful Collective podcast with me, Jules Duncan. And myself, Marisa Devlin, talking all things women in business. If you want to find out more, then hit the subscribe button or reach out to us on the Successful Collective on Instagram. Marisa, as always, I'm going to start and ask you, what are you grateful for today? Today, I am grateful for occasions. So it's an inspiring one this week. It is my mum and dad's 50th wedding anniversary this week. And I actually, do you know, when I was writing a card, I was really thinking about some words, uh, no quotes may add, but some words uh, to put in the card. And I was thinking it's quite an inspiring milestone. So I'm very grateful to my mum and dad for inspiring me with their 50th wedding anniversary. And as my father would say, never a crossword has been said. <laughs> so, Jules, what about you? What are you grateful for this week? I'm grateful this week for celebrating people because it's your birthday. Oh. <laughs> Happy birthday, Marisa. Thank you so oh. much. <laughs> So, yeah, I like. It's, I always think it's better to celebrate other people's birthdays than your own. Do you know? I know. Same. Yeah. Totally. But Thank you. To say that on your birthday, right enough. But <laughs> me and Roshin are probably more excited today than you are. <laughs> that is very true. Thank <laughs> you so much. So this week we're going to talk about there's no friends in business, true or false. <gasps> So my immediate answer to this, and this is my heart over my head answer, is false. But we're going to explore this further. So here's a thing to consider. So if you are in a typical nine to five job, Mm -hmm. which most entrepreneurs are not, but if you're in a business and you are with the people within your business and it's maybe a nine to fiver, then that means that you spend around eight hours a day, five days a week, and most working lives equate to 40 years. So with the various people you work with, that equates to 90,000 hours that you're with those people, which is a very, very long time. So my thoughts on this are, I would say that I think when you're in business, it is important to get the very best out of people. So I would say I would be quite emotionally intelligent and quite emotionally switched on to that as a leader and as a business owner. So in doing so, what that then does for me as a business owner is I try to bring people in close. And therefore, for example, my central team in the nursery are now my friends. So the nursery sold 2019 and I have a friendship circle that includes those people. And I think that was a large basis of our success. And funnily enough, Bern and I were talking about leadership teams the other day and whether that's the right thing or the wrong thing to do. And what we were saying is we think it's the wrong thing if certain people are left out. But actually... The way I I come at it is if I've got people that are working very close to me, I want to know about them. And I think it's important for anybody that you have within your business, if you're the leader of that business or the person that's running it, 
that you know about their lives. So for example, if they've got stuff going on, I think it's really important that you can be empathetic towards that. But the flip side of that is, if I've ever promoted someone into a role, the thing that I always say to them is, if they have had friends working alongside them and they suddenly become promoted, there's a very fine balance between the friendship and the promotion because in actual fact a lot of people don't cope with don't cope very well with somebody becoming promoted so whilst my immediate response is yes I am absolutely aware I have also experienced the pitfalls mm-hmm. of that now over to you Jules because you've got I think you've got really good examples of this and I always remember when we started working together in a mentoring relationship actually we started to explore some of this because I think also when you set up business sometimes and you you actually speak really well about this but sometimes people go into business and they assume that overnight their first customers are also going to be their friends not necessarily their employees so let's dive into that I think it very much I don't think there's a true or a false I think it's very dependent on the people and the relationship. And yeah, I think it's very much on a case-by-case basis. So for example, you and I have got a whole bunch of different relationships that work that like generally, I would say that most people, most personal trainers don't train their friends because there's the trainer hat and there's the friend hat, but it works excellently for you and I. We've mm-hmm. also got the successful collective together yeah. business, but we keep that separate-ish from our friendship. So for example, if something was happening with the successful collective and we'd come up against an obstacle and we were at opposite ends of a an issue and say we, we had to just agree to disagree on it, we'd be like, okay, and that would literally be the end of that. And then we would go on to talking about Ross and Bernie and whatever and Roisin and Peloton and, and other things. all the other <laughs> things that we talk about sending memes and whatnot. But that relationship that we've got it works very well for us. But I wouldn't be able to have that relationship with a whole lot of other people because sometimes people can't separate you, the boss or the manager or the leader versus you, their friend. And the relationships overlap and lines get blurred. So I think as long as there is very, very defined lines between the roles, it can work. But I think in a lot of cases, um, it doesn't because you have a bit of a disagreement business-wise or you're looking at things from different viewpoints. Business-wise, people can sometimes take that a wee bit personally and feel like you are disagreeing with them as opposed to disagreeing with the issue, and then it can very much affect friendships. I would say it's quite it's quite rare, actually, for a friendship to also work as a business relationship, I think. Yeah, I, I would agree. And obviously, Bernie and I obviously are the husband and wife team as well. I think that's quite rare. Um, but one thing, actually, while you were speaking that's came into my mind is, so when I would come to you for personal training, mm-hmm. I would come in, and our role would be quite different with mm. each other, I think. But one of the key things, and you and I don't really, we don't talk money, you know, on the podcast. 
you know, in the true sense. But actually, one of the important things I think here for people is, so if I come to you for personal training, you and I have had many debates over this, where I would say, right, tell me the true cost of this, and you would say <laughs> some Mickey Mouse eh, charge through. <laughs> and we did debate that for years. But what you come to realise is, as a customer, if I am paying what everyone else is paying, then I see myself fully as a customer. Yes. And as a customer, if I have any concerns around the service, if I am paying the true amount, I can put my hand up and say, do you know what? I'm not really happy about this service or could we change this or can we change that? And I think so many people who own their own business do the friends and family thing. Now, anybody who worked for me in the nurseries will now be laughing because... This was a standing joke in our office because I had friends and family discounts for everybody. And at the end of the, the, end of the month, the board meeting, we would, we would run over the finances. Everybody always had their eyes on me because there'd be odd, all these dodgy deals going through. But at the end of the day, people still paid a service because my view is... Now, I'll give you another example is our nursery staff team got a significant discount off of childcare. Significant, I think it was. I want to say it was like 50% off, so that was huge. But what I would always say to them, I actually spoke to every individual that had a child in our nursery that worked for us. What I would say to them is ultimately, although you work in that setting, you need to remember that you're also a paying customer and you therefore have the same rights as every other customer. So if you've got any concerns whatsoever about the childcare, you must raise that with the staff. And I think the fact that you still need to remember that you're paying for a service actually dilutes that friendship aspect because it's still really important for you to be able to stick to whatever your values are that you're looking for in a service and raise things if it's not going the way that you think it should. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's, you know, I would give away freebies yeah. left, right and centre back in the day. I give nothing for free now. And I also don't give mates rates either. For a variety of reasons to protect both me and the customer. So actually giving things away for free doesn't always benefit the person that you're giving it to. And you think, yeah, surely it does because I'm giving them a, a free service or free coaching or a free product but there's very good reasons why paying for a service or paying for a product is more beneficial to the customer because it puts what they would call on shark tank some skin in the game so if you have invested in this and by giving somebody something for free you're taking away their opportunity to invest in themselves and actually when someone invests in themselves and in my industry invests in their health their wellness their fitness by making that investment and paying for the service, they see more value in it. And it is an investment. Personal training 100% is an investment. So by giving them for free, you're taking away their opportunity to invest in themselves and their reason to see it as valuable and to stay consistent with the service. And also, again, like you were just saying, if, for example, somebody's giving you something for free and you're thinking, oh, this isn't, this isn't really what I hoped it would be and this isn't really helping me. You feel like you can't go and say to them, eh, this is a bit rubbish because they're giving you it for free. 
and from a business owner perspective, it helps you provide a better service because if I'm giving you something for free, there is that human nature thing of, oh, do you know what? I'm a wee bit busy today. I'll just cancel it because you're giving it for free. So what would the reason be not to cancel it or not to cut it short or when you have another paying customer that comes in and will supersede this free service you're giving your pal? But if your friend is paying for the service, you have got to be as consistent and as professional and as straight down the line as you would be with any other customer. So at 100% benefits both you and the customer, not giving things away for free and not discounting your service because your service is worth what it's worth. So there's no reason to be discounting it. And it's something that I have learned over many years. And I think as well, there's a loyalty aspect comes in that when you're starting out, you're very hopeful that your friends and family circle are going to support your business and they'll become your first customers. So therefore you feel loyal to that. And sometimes I think people start doing the whole friend thing and thinking, right, okay, that's going to build a customer loyalty. But in actual fact, that's backfired on you a few times as well, hasn't it? And the thing is, the loyalty that you're perceiving as customer loyalty is loyalty to you as a person. And people are always going to have that anyway. They're not loyal to your business. And I think people need to remember this, and a lot of solo entrepreneurs need to remember this, that as much as we're invested in it, as much as it's our whole lives, you are not your business. And you need to see that distinction between how people view you and how people view your business. And I've kind of mistaken that in the past. And giving away things to people and I'm like oh yeah because they've been dead loyal and they've always been here and and it just it it never has come to fruition for me that it's paid off in dividends and I think you know what your service is worth you know what the value is in your service and you need to stick with that and not give mates rates for whatever reason you're giving them or give away things for free and I think as well it's also about setting your initial expectations up because if you if you set up in business and you immediately think, okay, my first set of customers are going to be my friendship circle, you're already setting yourself up to fail there because quite often it's just not what your friends are looking for. So they don't buy into whatever it is you've, you know, brought out or whatever business you've started. So straight away, you feel that people are letting you down. So if you set your expectations that you're actually passionate about your business, you're setting up your business for the right reasons, actually take the friend customer out of it yeah I mean go back to that customer avatar who is your customer avatar who's your ideal customer who does this product or service actually help what issue does it solve those are the people you need to get in and I think it comes back to that you know the saying hard things easy life easy things hard life and it's when you're initially setting up a business the easier thing is to get your friends to buy into it and get people you know to buy into it because that's an easier sale than people that don't know, like, and trust you. But they are not going to be the long-term loyal customers to the business because they maybe don't even have the problem that the business solves. So actually start now, go for those ideal customers, that customer avatar, the people you truly set out to help and yet might be a wee bit slower to get them into the business and it might be a wee bit harder to find them but start off doing the hard things and it makes your life much easier going forward because they will then remain loyal to the business because you're solving their problem. 
Yes, and you're not setting up your business so that your friends are your customers. So yep. you know, keep that in mind as well. And then, so the other aspect that we talked about at the start was you have a business. So yours, for example, you would spend a lot of time with your fellow coaches and so on. It would be impossible for me to work with people. I'm just putting this out there. Spend all that time with people and not warm to them and become friendly with them. So I think it's really, really important to remember that actually it's okay to have friends who work alongside you within your business. I think though what happens is when the lines can become blurred because at the end of the day, we've said so many times, in fact, probably every week that business is not easy. You have to make really challenging and really tough decisions. Now, if you are then working alongside people who you now trust, you see them as your friends, then making those tough decisions can become more difficult. And so, and that's probably one of, that would have been one of my areas, I would say, of weakness because making tough decisions when I become very close to people is just not my thing. But the best way around that is you try as hard as you can not to get your emotions in the way. So you have to make the tough decisions irrespective of any internal friendships that you have and you have to take your emotions out of that. Now, the best way that I could do that was I literally wrote scripts for myself when I had to have tough meetings with people that I really liked and the outcome of those meetings didn't always go the way that you hoped but at the end of the day whether people are your friends or you're not ultimately you have to lead the business you have to be doing the right thing for the business as well in my mind as being empathetic towards the people but it's a very very tough blend and I think that's one area that's really, really hard to get right. But would that stop me becoming close to people in business? Absolutely not. You don't think, and I think also you have to, if you come at it from a consistently fair approach and you're seen to be fair all of the time, then in reflection, whilst people may think that things didn't go their way, if they reflect on it, they would say, well, actually get where they're coming from, albeit or friends in one, one situation, sometimes tough discussions have to take place. Yeah, and it's that, I think it's that keeping that fairness, because if you're doing something that's fair and it's logical and it's the right thing to do, it might not be everybody's favourite decision and it might not always be the way that everyone wants it to go, but if you can reason that there's a reason that you're doing it on paper, the numbers, all of these things, it makes it so much easier to make those decisions. Um, but yeah, I think you've got to remember if you're going to work with friends or have friends in your business, that you need to still be able to make the tough decisions even though they're your friends. And I think actually probably setting that out from the start is helpful that you need to remember I've got to wear two hats here, that yeah. I'm your friend, but I'm also the leader of this business and mm -hmm. I've got to look after the health of the business as well as our friendship. Yeah, and I think, again, that's exactly what you just said there. It's about setting out your expectations from the get-go, isn't it? And I think, you know, there's lots of people who have mentioned it at the start. If you're spending 
you know, approximately 90,000 hours with the people that you work alongside or the people who, who you're in, who are in your business, then you're always going to run the risk of, you know, overstepping the line of friendship. And I often think about, for example, when you're socialising with people. So again, with our central team, we would socialise, we would do, you know, quite a lot of things with them. But on many occasions, what we would do with our wider team is, Bernie and I would go for a period of time. So we would go, we would make sure our team knew that we were human, knew that we liked to relax, liked to enjoy ourselves. But we would then leave at some point and let people, you know, in inverted commas, let their hair down. So again, everything is just about trying to find that balance, isn't it? Yeah, and I think you need to look at it on a, a personable basis, like... How do people look at things? Some people are very emotional with things. Some people are very logical with things. So you need to look at the person that you're thinking about in this situation. How are they thinking about it? What's their approach to it? And sometimes a business relationship with a friend will work brilliantly, like you and I. And sometimes it just won't work at all. And that is just the way it is. You have to just realize that sometimes you cannot work in a business with your friend because you can't keep that straight line between the two relationships the lines just get blurred and that's not anybody's fault it's just the two personalities don't work having those two different areas to work in and see if you simplify it down my mom used to always say that you can have the best friends in the world but there's only certain friends you could go on holiday with it's exactly right. the same. it's exactly the same in business that there are some people, and actually you can have great friends, but there's certain people that you would not want to be working alongside in an office. So it's exactly the same in a business. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that you and I talk about all of the time is values. So yeah. if you even use your values as a starting point, I actually think you will know very quickly whether or not you would even go into business with a friend. But even if you think of, when you're building your business up and you're bringing people into your business, start from looking at everybody's values because that will give you a true indication of whether that business relationship stroke friendship is actually going to work. Yeah, and I think coming back to your values solves so many issues. If you don't know what your personal, your business values are, if you go way back to the start, I think episode two or three, Maybe it was based on values and actually if something doesn't feel just, just doesn't feel right to you, nine times out of ten it's because it's out of alignment with your values. So being very sure of your personal and your business values is absolutely invaluable and it helps you make those tough decisions. So going back to the start of this today, true or false, so for me... I'm just such a lover of people. So it would literally be impossible for me to be working alongside people for such a long time. You know, the Monday to Friday, you know, I was the person in our office who would go in with the Costa Coffees. So of course I was going to be building friendships up. And so for me, it's really, really important. But I do think there's no right and no wrong answer to that question. There is no truth. There is no false. Sometimes it can absolutely work and sometimes not. I would agree. I don't think you can say overall that the statement is either true or false. I think like everything, it comes down to who's in the business, what the business is and what the business values are. So the answer to that is it depends. 
So if you have had any experience of working with friends or friends as customers and any of this has rang true for you today, reach out and let us know on social media at The Successful Collective.